Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today's Thursday, March 17, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? The first thing on the docket is to take a look at the daily chart, see what's jumping off the page at us. We're going to make an assessment on both sides of the coin and go from there. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on. Get out your sticky notes, sharpen your pencil, grab a drink, and strap in. Last night, we talked about this number here. We said that's going to be important. So let's go get that number and see what it is. 441.11. Now, what was the high of day today? And here we go again with the accidents and coincidences. The high was 441.07. It's like a carbon copy of what happened yesterday when they came up short of the gap here, and I'm calling the gap on this particular day, which is the same day, mind you, the same day where the high is what we just discussed. The gap was 435.71. They closed right underneath it yesterday by accident, and then today they did the same thing. So here's what I'm thinking. Now you're gonna take a journey inside my head, which is a very dangerous place to be. All right, so here we have quad witching options expiration. So let's get both sides of the coin, being the umpire calling balls and strikes, let's get them out on the table. Could they pull the rug out when you wake up tomorrow, there's a big gap down and all that stuff? Yeah, absolutely. And if they start getting below, below yesterday's closing price, and remember, that was the close that was just under the gap that they didn't fill yesterday. If they get below that, then there's something erroneous going on with the bull case. All right, now let's talk about the other side. They came up short of another important spot two days in a row. Here's the read from inside my head. There's a magnetic thingamajig pulling the market up. That's not the destination, meaning that high at 441.11 isn't necessarily the destination on this run. Remember, this is my read. The market's not necessarily going to give us everything I'm going to describe going forward, but if they do, it's a stone-cold freaking short. And it's for a trade, not a collapse for months, not that kind of thing. It's a trade, nothing more, nothing less. If it morphs into something else, that's fine. But here's the setup, and it's either going to happen or it's not. You're right underneath the 50-period moving average. We talked about that yesterday. That's drawing price in. It's around the same price as that pivot high, 441.11. It's in the neighborhood. Thought it would be a little bit lower today, so I kind of misread that yesterday. But here we are. It's just above current price. Also, you have a 200-period moving average just above that. Comes in right underneath 446. Okay, that's interesting also. All right, check this out. You're into the end of the week, options expiration, quad witching options expiration, end of the quarter. The market was down hard. Can they rally it at least into the end of the week? And when I said end of quarter, it's not the end of the month, meaning end of the physical quarter from a calendar perspective, but this is a quarter end from a market perspective. The way I look at it, the SPY pays a dividend. There's a contract roll from the futures from March to June, your weird stuff happens, kind of happened already in the contract role, quad witching options expiration, 
four times a year. So that's what I mean by quarter end. And so here it is. Up in that neighborhood, just short of that 200 period moving average, is a garden variety 50% retracement from the high that was made early January to the low that was made February 24th. 50% of that comes in right here. 50% is what we call a garden variety and natural retracement. Doesn't mean they're going to get there tomorrow. However, with the culmination of stuff, end of week, op X, and something else going on over this weekend where the market has a tendency to trade up into those things. So what I'm saying is, if the market is trading up somewhere in that 445, 446 neighborhood, I'm not going to pinpoint an exact number to the penny right now, but if it's that neighborhood tomorrow, Friday, I'm pretty darn sure that I'll be taking a short trade up at that price if it happens in the manner in which I describe, meaning tomorrow. Now, what happens if they blow through? Now, that can happen. It's not necessarily in the probable camp, but it can happen. Where would they be going? Where would be the next big, round, fat, juicy place above that number, above 445.46, where they would be headed? Is it the 100 period moving average, or is it something in between? The answer is, it may be the 100 period moving average up at 454 at some point, but in between is the big fat round number of 450 around the high of a big time breakdown candle. So that would be the next spot. Where am I talking about? Right up in this neighborhood up here. Big time breakdown candle high, big fat round number. So above 446, let's say, that would really become the target. One or two more things on the daily chart. So when the market bottomed February 24th, we started talking about the potential for an ABC like this. And I kept doing this, and it really didn't happen. But when you look back on it, and I was looking at it today, and I said, well, it really did happen, or it is happening. It didn't happen yet, officially, but it is happening. So you have this B leg down, and they did the double step. They did the shimmy shimmy, the, the Macarena down here. They went up and back down, did a retest, higher low, and then they took off, and officially it will complete above the high of the A leg. So just as an aside, they do this kind of thing a lot, and they didn't do it in the manner in which we call it perfect. I'm not in search of perfect. I'm just saying they still kind of did it or are in the process of doing it, and it will officially complete above the high of the A leg. So there, we have that. Here's a weekly chart. What did we talk about? Not only yesterday, but before yesterday. We said it's customary, and I don't know that I use that term. I use different terms, but it's customary for the market to run back and try and get to or at least above, at minimum, of run a test of the 50-week moving average. In fact, I told the live room today some things about the 50-period moving average, some things that insiders understand and know about And I'm talking about Wall Street insiders. It's more of a guideline than people actually know about. The 50-period moving average is very important, specifically on the weekly chart. And they don't normally give up the 50-period moving average without a fair fight. Think about something else also. Go back to the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader. If you've taken the course, think about time. Time is more important than price. Just focusing on the weekly chart, 
did the market essentially stop going down on time? The answer is yes. They put in a tail candle. The actual low is over here from the week of the 25th or the week ending the 25th, but the market really stopped going down last week. It was on time. How you doing? Again, you can't be in search of perfect. You have to understand what the market is really doing and put all that together with time. It's more important than price. There's a reversal. The institutional players are going to play defense. That's what the reversal is telling you. You put all that information together, which is what I try to do, and you get me telling you that this was a pretty good low and they were going to play defense here. I wasn't calling for the absolute collapse down here like I'm sure a lot of other traders, investors, pundits, talking heads, who knows who, were talking about. may happen later, but it wasn't necessarily happening right now. We've done this before. So that's my take on the daily chart. I think you got your money's worth today in terms of analysis and daily chart terms. How are the swing trades doing? Are we putting our money where our mouth is? Well, we weren't short the market. We have five trades that are long. One of them was new today, and it's up 2% already. One was flat. One was up three quarters of 1%, and one was up about 4%. And the last one was up about a third of a percent. So between yesterday and today, the two rally days, we're doing just fine. Now let's switch over to inside the numbers. Let's see what we have. We'll run through the commentary, circle back to stocks on the move. Happy Thursday. Pulled back during the overnight session a little. After a big move like yesterday, it's normal garden variety market behavior. Now understand, what I'm doing here at zero dark 30 is I'm giving you the thought process going into the day. What are we thinking about? Are we scared that there's red on the screen, or are we thinking it's just a garden variety pullback? Well, that's the layout early in the morning. Right out of the chute, the numbers were straightforward. 435.71 was the gap that they did not fill yesterday. Therefore, it's very important today. That's the one they came up short yesterday by accident. And I say that tongue-in-cheek. Opening above or getting through and closing candles above opens the door for 437.70 and 438.70. Again, this is at zero dark 30. For the visual, right of the vertical is today's activity, and you can see 437.70, 438.70 is a zone. There's two numbers. The reason is they're there for different reasons. They're both important, which creates the zone because they're close together. And you can see it's pretty obvious that the first one Definitely was important here. You can see where they ran right up to it, took time to get through it, went up to the second, and then they retested it a couple of times before going through and getting to the big fat round number and beyond, meaning 440 and beyond. That comes up later in the notes. We just didn't need anything like that at zero dark 30. Now, check this out. Opening below 435.71 keeps the door open for Trick & Company to run a test, this would be during a morning shakeout operation, down to the 4333 neighborhood. I wrote it out here for fun, then I wrote out the number, but for some reason it came up real tiny, I'm not sure why. I'm not sure I said it right before, 433 neighborhood. I think my tongue might have got disconnected from my brain just a moment ago. But focus on this, write this on a sticky note, 433. Now I've moved the lower line down to 433, Look in the first candle of the day, right? The first five minutes, within the first five minutes of the day, what's the low? 433, 19, 
and they really took off and never looked back. I was looking to buy 433. I was looking to buy 433 inside the numbers. I was looking to buy 433 inside the numbers live. We were looking to buy 433. All right, let's move along, see what else we have. You got the crux of it, so I'll just highlight a couple of other things, and then we'll move it along. So here's the way it was laid out for folks that are interested in how this works inside the numbers. So this is long before the opening bell, before 9 o'clock. Remember 432 from yesterday. It was important, and if they go above it, it opened the door for higher prices. Well, that all happened. So we're using 432 this morning, but in a different way. 433 is more important than 432. That was, in my opinion, this morning. During an early morning shakeout operation, if they pay a visit and run a test of 433, there should be a reaction back up in the other direction. There was, they just didn't get to my number. Buyers should be sitting around there. It's an opportunity on the long side. If they start getting below 432 on candle closes, something isn't right for the bounce back trade and the bears are taking control. So that's where you were wrong. So that's the layout before the opening bell. Now, obviously, there were traders that jumped on the long side of the market in front of 433. They do it all the time. I'm not in a position, nor can I control that. I can just give you a number that I'm comfortable with. A lot of times, they'll spike it. Sometimes they come up short. You never know exactly what's going to happen. I can give you the number. I can tell you the intentions. I can tell you what I think is going to happen, but I can't control the fact that folks jump in front of it and they take the trade anyway. Sometimes that works out. Sometimes they get a pie in the face. Today, it worked out. How do I know that that happens? Because they tell me in an email after the fact. They thank me for the trade, even though it really wasn't my trade. Kind of, sort of, but they took the initiative on their own. And we're moving along. All this stuff about 433, you can read the notes. Pause the video, go back to the charts to double check the work. How about 934, just a few minutes into the day, and pins. This is Pinterest, one of the stocks on the move. Does the deal. We'll take a look at the chart. So now they bounced away before 33. Now if they come back to 433, it's not the same trade. I had to put that in there because that is the case the way I look at the market. But at the same time, I want traders to understand it's still important. Whether it's still important and whether still the same trade are two different things. Most of you are already aware of that. Now here we go, 945. Let's say they get above yesterday's high. This is 15 minutes into the day. Let's say they start closing candles above. What's the next magnetic target? Well, it's the zone that they ran up to and even beyond that you already saw. It's a zone and it could happen today, could happen tomorrow. But if they push above, they should do it. I'm going to scroll up, pause the video. Read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. It was a grind. They were relatively quiet all day with some minor pullbacks along the way. But all in all, they went to the target, and then they went above the target, and so here it is. And the next important thing on the board from a target, magnetic, and overhead resistance perspective, above 438.70 is the big fat round number of 440. Not expecting that today, just awareness. Well, they did get there today. And by 152, here the way this works from here. They're on a slow grind higher with modest pullbacks along the way. If they just keep going, they're 440 bound. It was just a melt-up operation. That's it. About stocks on the move. Well, light of the fact that there was not a lot of stuff going on early in the morning, 
Not a lot of downside or red activity. Takes a lot of the opportunity away for day traders, but we did have four up on the board. Three out of the four did not hit their price objectives, so they're off the board. They're no trades. However, one came close. DraftKings came close, but it didn't do the thing. But pens did, so we'll take a look at that chart. DraftKings, by the way, I was looking for 1740. Low of day was 1755, and then they took off from there. That would have been a great trade, but they didn't get to my number. But pens did. So low of day on pens is 2362. You could see what happened. They turned right around and went on the proverbial rocket ride. The high of day, 2496, at least in the morning. And then they challenged that, and I think they went above by two cents in the afternoon. Traders in the room got this one. Jordan got this one. Traders inside the numbers got this one. A lot of traders got this one. A little bit of action inside the numbers. A little bit of action from the swing trade. Lazy swing trader. We like action. About the IWM, what's going on over in their camp? And by the way, this is one of the swing trades. We have TSM on the board. One more day, like we described earlier in the S&P, all the markets, rising tide lifts all boats scenario, and TSM will get to its first target. Above the 50-period moving average, and really the only thing standing in the way of further rally up to 210, 212, 214, 15 area, and I know I just gave out a big wide span. I'm going to narrow that down in a minute. But this pivot high over here at 209 is the way station. That's if they have one more up day. You've got some pivots up here, but they're already back up here. Did they come back up to just test this area here? Or did they test this one and then this one? Is that the intention? That's what I think the intention is. I'm looking for one more up day across the markets. If they don't do it, then they don't do it. But I'm looking for them to trade up into the weekend like I described before. It's a reasonable request. So you have on the weekly chart this bear flag pattern. They were riding the 100 period moving average. Now they're creeping up. So if they're creeping up, where are they creeping to? Well, a combination of two things. The breakdown candle high, which comes in at 412.44, so somewhere in that neighborhood. And also, you have this... 20 period moving average. So that in and of itself with the breakdown candle high is a magnetic type of scenario. And if they can close a week, and I'm not saying this week, but any week, if they close a week above that breakdown candle high, guess what? It takes that bear flag off the table. They might go down later for a different reason, but it takes the bear flag off the table. What about the folks down at the transportation department? After that monster day yesterday, you got follow-through. The bulls wanted follow-through, up over 200 points, over 1%. That's follow-through. That remains bullish. It wasn't a one-day wonder. Canary in the coal mine. Can't say it enough. Been saying it for years. That's where I think they're going. There's a gap up there. They've got enough momentum to get up there. One more day, maybe into early next week. They should be able to fill that gap up there. I rounded the number. It's a plus or minus. But that's where it looks like they're headed from where I sit. The Q people, it's all the same market, same routine. They're in a different position than the SPY. So here's that same high that the SPY is teetering at right now. And the Qs or the tech space is a little bit laggy in terms of that. So I'm not sure whether they're going to get to the 50 period moving average or not. That high is probably going to be more of a sticking point 
than it is right now in the SPY on a corresponding basis. How about that whole garden variety 50% retracement thing in the queues? Guess what? That's not even close. We're not looking at that. So when you look at the big picture, you say, hey, there's still a lagging situation with the queues. We have relative weakness on a longer term basis in the queues. Doesn't mean they won't rally, but we're not in the same position. It's of note. It's a longer term puzzle piece on the table. The XLF, the financials moving right up into those moving averages, heading for 39 and possibly more. On the flip side of what we just described in the queues, the financials are actually ahead as it relates to the SPY. They've already surpassed their garden variety 50% retracement. They're heading for the next spot. Happens to coincide with a spike above these moving averages. And while that's all bullish and stuff, you have to watch out for this. Here's a high. Here's a lower high. Are they going to put in yet another lower high somewhere in that 40 neighborhood, maybe just short of 40, something in that camp? Sticky note stuff, puzzle piece, potentially on the table. We'll see. By the way, I forgot to mention, and I wanted to mention, remember this trend line. Look what happened once they broke above that trend line. For now, they keep going. As long as they stay above that trend line, that's bullish behavior. They could come back for a retest, but right now they're headed in the other direction. But that trend line certainly is important. And the fact that they had a rocket ride away from that trend line once they broke above and closed above reinforces the point of that trend line in the first place. From where I sit, about Smash Mouth. Similar to the Qs, they're not in the same position as some of the other markets, albeit rising tide lifts all boats. Maybe they're headed into the convergence of this moving average here or these two Moving averages, the 50 and the 200, it's a little far away for now. 469, give or take, is certainly overhead resistance. Weekly chart, snapshot, 50-week moving average. See what we're talking about? Things look really bullish yesterday, really bullish today. Are they just trying to get back to run a test of the 50-week moving average? Is that all they're trying to do? I have to tell you, that is a possibility. We'll know more as time goes on, but you have to know about that. You have to be watching that. If they blow right on through it, that's one thing. They start to struggle around 268, 269, 270. Then it's something different. Food for thought. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. True and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost. My strategic forecast Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.